This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 522, recorded on January 27th, 2022. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their News reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios. Here, Mike, this is the kind of winter weather I'm kind of into. Like, it's 30, it was 45 this afternoon or something. It'll dip into the 20s tonight. Uh, and then we got a little weird rain. That was kind of weird, too. I only think it'd make it better, though, is if we had like two feet of snow on the ground with some warm weather, right? That cool where you yeah. can go sledding, have a bunch yeah. of snow. Yeah. I know we got a good amount of snow about a week ago, though. So enough to take the kids sledding and have a good time. But yeah, I agree. If we're going to have winter weather, this is the type I'll take. This is the kind to have. Yeah. Hopefully you're in a warm spot. <laughs> it was so cold the other night. I went to bed with a hoodie on, <laughs> put the hoodie up. I was like, I was, you know, now listen, that's a great great way to sleep by the way i don't know why i don't do that more often i was just toasty warm i should wear a hat more when i sleep because it's just it's just delightful of course what else is delightful is the show notes uh tonight there'll be a few out at the average guy uh tv don't forget we do the youtube premiere noon on saturday so if you want to join us noon central on saturdays if you want to join us for that uh head out follow go to the average guy.tv slash youtube that's how you remember it Subscribe to it. You'll you'll see on Saturday mornings when I put the premiere out there, and then we watch it together. And we five or six guys show up every week, and it's a ton of fun. So uh, let's get that done every Saturday, Mike. I think I'm going to stick with it. It's uh, it's kind of fun um, to get it done that way. No show, no live show. Just a programming note. No live show next week. That's the third of February. Both Mike and I have conflicts. I'm doing six podcasts next week, so oh, at work, it's just like yeah, I don't. I'll be actually doing a live show during this one <laughs> next week for Gallup. So no live show next week. Uh, so take the night off. Uh, listen to someone else's podcast. Uh, Dan, uh, Dan Lefebvre does uh, based on a true story podcast at based on a true story podcast.com. And that'd be a good one to go listen to. He's got some really interesting stuff. So Dan, uh, while you're not here on Thursday, go out and listen to one of Dan's podcasts and based on a true story podcast.com. Uh, Post show tonight. So if you're listening live, post show tonight is on Discord. So Mike and I will head over to Discord when we're done here. Theaverageguy.tv slash Discord. If you haven't done that yet, go do it now. Get set up if you're listening live. And just audio, right? Just an audio chat. Out yeah, there. just audio. So when we're yeah. we done, you'll see a voice channel called Open Chat. We'll hop in there. Again, it's 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 not recorded, not live. Um, and as long as everyone is uh treats it like we're all adults, then, you know, it's something we'll look to do maybe once a month. I think yeah. we had talked about me the last Thursday of every month, but, uh, I've been loving the interaction on discord. I was looking lately. We have almost 200 people in the discord channel. Really? So yeah, we have 136 nice. offline right now. Uh, we have 32 online and three. So, you know, we're at a, we're at about 170, a little over 170. So, uh, I've been loving the interaction you guys have been giving out there. So, so keep it up. You guys have been great. It is a ton of fun. I, it's just been really helpful. And in the conversation, like you said, the conversation is very constructive. It's everybody. It's just awesome. It's yeah. awesome. So as soon as we're, as we're done with the show tonight, Mike and I'll head over there. I can't stay too late because I had a project. I was supposed to do a video project at work. Uh, it was due Monday. <laughs> Got a note today. <laughs> hey, is that video done? 
you know, <laughs> I am the, I'm in the same boat, Jim. I'm either up late tonight or up early tomorrow. So I got to decide which one it's going to be. Yeah. Got some work. Yeah, that, when that came get your beeper ready. When that, when that email came across, I went, Oh, <laughs> and like, dang it. Okay. I'll have it done. So I have to finish it tonight so I can upload it to the, uh, to our, so I can upload it. Oh, I love for, using the yeah. beeper button. <laughs> The, the emails, I think they go out tomorrow. So I've, uh, I'm, uh, I don't, I don't normally, I'm not normally that bad, but I, I totally blew that one. So I'll be, I'll have to drop off to get that video kind of wrapped up and get done. Big thanks to our Patreon supporters and and those folks that do that. I always appreciate you guys each and every month. Thanks for all you do. Mike, a quick update uh, on the 5G of turning in the modem. So this was the week, you know, if you've haven't been listening to the show for a while. I've been going through a saga a couple weeks ago. Christian talked me into buying T-Mobile's 5G service. We installed it week before, talked about a bunch of it last week. So there's some good info, plus some uh, uh, listener calls. Those were fun. Those were fun. So, by the way, if you want to leave a message and get your voice on the show, why wouldn't you? I don't know why more of you don't do this. I'm, I'm just going to say it in my best dad <laughs> voice. I'm a little disappointed with you guys. Okay. HomeGadgetGeeks.com, head over there. It's one blue button and leave us a message. I mean, leave us a funny message. That would be, I don't know, that's kind of scary, but <laughs> that, that would be fun. HomeGadgetGeeks.com, leave us a message. We'll play it on the show. We'd love to hear from you. Um, so we had some folks call in. Um, Nathaniel and Brian uh, uh, called in last week. Thanks for those calls. But um, this week, uh, so on Monday, I had some time, Mike. So I called Cox. And uh, said, "Hey, I'm you know I'm 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 canceling you, <laughs> turning in your equipment." And they were like, "Okay, <laughs> was, that's yeah, it." That literally. And they asked like, "Where are you going? What are you nope. doing? Nothing. No, nothing." The guy, the guy on the phone was like, "Oh well, I'm I'm you know I'm sorry to hear that." And uh, just a second, you know, verified some information. Okay, I've got your order completed, and uh, we will, you know, uh, you have 10 days to turn your modem in uh, at the store. And I, I was a little surprised. I, I was surprised I at least didn't get the, what's wrong? Like, what did yeah. we do wrong? You know, or we're going to send you to our retention department. Listen, I could have, they on their website, there's a number for their retention department. It must get requested a lot. I don't know. But there's you you can and I didn't I want to just see the experience like what would happen if I just canceled, right? And apparently nothing. <laughs> well, and it, I'm wondering if it's one of those from their perspective, kind of like a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Of I'm sure they get a lot of complaints of just let me cancel. Don't try and offer me a million different bundles of discounted prices. And then on the reverse side, you got part people who are like, well, I would have stayed if you would have tried to keep me as a you know, as a customer. And so I'm wondering if they're trying to weigh that balance at all. Cause I, you know, the, the, maybe it was only once um, when we were moving to this house where I considered switching and I called them and, and they did do the whole rigmarole. And this, this was like six years ago of, Oh, okay, well, you know, we can decrease your price and we can go to the new price, new customer pricing. And, you know, they did the whole runaround. Um, and it, it did end up getting me to stay because they did make the price cheaper for the speeds they're offering. But I'm wondering if they're just trying to weigh those differences of all the complaints they get of people who don't yeah. like it when they yeah. do that. Yeah, no, that's totally valid, by the way. What, what you're saying, Mike, totally valid. And I, listen, I'm not bitter or anything. We talked about this on Discord a little bit. I was like, you know, they're like, I can't wait to see what 
you know, Cox says when you go to cancel that, and I think bust out or, or one, somebody mentioned that. And, um, I too, is kind of anxious. Like, hmm, I wonder what I'm going to have to, you know, how many times I'm going to have to say, no, this is it, you know, right. or at least throw me a bone of some kind, maybe. No, now I am expecting, uh, some kind of call or some kind of marketing from them at some point, I would imagine we'll hit, you know, I'm sure they have an automatic system that goes in for customers that have closed their account. Um, wrapped up the modem and uh, took it in to the office, dropped it off. The guy said, I, he said, can I help you? You know, go in, they put your name in. Can I help you? Yeah, I'm turning, I've canceled my service and I'm turning in my modem. He's like, okay. And he starts, you know, let's verify a few things. Blah, blah, blah. And he goes, so where are you moving to? Yep. And he goes, did, did you want to activate new service? And I'm like, no, I'm canceling, and I've I've moved to T-Mobile's 5G. You know, just trying to trigger that. them almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just kind of throwing that out I mean, there. Trigger a little bit. words you guys need. Canceling for no good reason. Here it is. Different and I'm, service I'm provider. I'm smiling. I'm not angry. 5G. I'm not... You're supposed to cut that down and say line access is way better. Yeah. Yeah. No. Right. On. Right. Right. I well, I mean, when I went in to get the 5G modem from uh, from T-Mobile, they were talking cr- crap about. I'm sure it's Cox for sure. They're like, Oh, are you sick of it? Always, you know, not working. And yeah, I was like, you guys, I'm, I'm here to buy it. You don't need to, yeah. <laughs> you don't need to sell me. I'm, I came I'm, in telling you I'm I here. Want. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. So, um, yeah, he's like, uh, so he goes, you know, are you moving? And I'm like, no, I, you know, I told, so I go on 5G. He goes, Oh, okay. Do you want your receipt? <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, I guess. So, you know, da, 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 and gives it to me and, says, thanks for coming in. Walks me to the door. Now this is, they, they do this for every customer. They walk them, they, they walk them. It's like getting fired. (laughs) Kind of felt like it a little bit. Kind of, uh, Peter says, uh, when he canceled spectrum for T-Mobile, they offered to match the $50 price on lower my cell phone bill. If I stayed, he still canceled. Uh, But Peter, that's kind of what, that's a little bit of what I was expecting. Uh, John says, Jim gets zero respect from Cox. Now we have to be careful because Mike is convinced that they are listening to us. We'll go down to the next comment because Brian's uh, pretty much nailed it. Okay. Right? So Brian says that Cox will <laughs> Cox will just take it out on Mike, speak too ill of them, and there'll be a service outage. Mike? I'm just saying I've had, I on the, I told, talked about this last week. It's all about your experience with your provider. I've had zero issues with Cox and you guys know I self-host a lot of stuff that needs access on the outside. Very, very limited downtime. The, the one night I posted this in discord was out all night. Tuesday, I was out all morning and I'm like, every time we keep talking about this on the show, Cox turns me off for like a certain <laughs> period of time. And uh, it's just pretty dang convenient that it's been happening uh, when we've been talking smack on Cox. So if I we know. get to Cox, I still love you. By the way, I just want to put that on the record. You've been great for me. T-Mobile's not an option in my area, so I'm not switching. So stop taking it out on me, okay? He's the one who canceled. I'm Mike, still with you. The translator, when you said smack, it put three three dots by the word smack in the tra- in the transcript. <laughs> I'm wondering, do you see? Because I have. I do. I have you mask mean? profanity. Did it? Did it? mask the the word smack uh in there because it says uh that what's been happening when i've been talking smack it, i wonder it, yeah that's kind of well i don't know i don't know what those three um those three dots mean all right well it didn't do it to me 
So and we'll talk more about this translator here in a second. But uh, so um, I uh, just drove home. I was a little sad. You know, <laughs> that was like, anticlimactic. What am I going to talk about on the show next? It's week? like when I, when I, you know, in high school, when I broke up with my girlfriend and she was like, we were together. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, I thought that was, that only happened to me. So I just feel a lot better. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Oh, man. Well, it was you, yeah. you know, type yeah. thing. So, um, uh, I've been having, having a great service. I mentioned last week, um, that it's, you know, we're talking when we, when we talk about speeds, here's some history of it. I don't think my IP address is on there anywhere. I think I'm okay. Um, so I uh, will change by tomorrow anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. It well, it has already changed about eight times. Yeah, so it I know that's what they said. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't really matter what what you have. So downloads, uh, you know, we're looking here uh, a peak of about three uh, three ninety three. Uh, you see some dips uh, in there. These are you know you do speed tests and it comes in at a hundred or hundred and twenty. I don't know why. It's just it just is. I think that sometimes depends the service that you're hitting for the test. Maybe depends on what time of the day I was doing it. Right now, it would be a little rough because it's just evening time. There's a lot of things going on. Um, right. Up has been uh, just a solid 50. Like, I know there's some dips in this chart that I'm showing you guys. But it it literally, I mean, every it's just a solid 50, which is great, Mike. We, we really oh, yeah. wanted, yeah. It's I, 20 better than the highest service you can get from Cox. Right, right. And. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, did I mention unlimited and 50 bucks? Yeah. You know, and it's, it's Stop literally, it in. it's literally just 50 bucks. <laughs> like wow. you get a bill, it's $50. That's it. Like, so do you think, is this going to be like YouTube TV? Yes. Where when YouTube yes. TV was yeah. first to the market, it was only 40 something dollars when I started. And now for the same exact service, I'm paying $7 a month. Like, are they going to yeah. first, yes. first to the market? And then as soon as it becomes, more popular hike the price up the youtubers that i've been listening to have been saying no that this is they're going to honor this price for the long term whatever that means yeah i don't i don't believe it by the way not well, i think they second. might have to for a while because you yeah. know for a lot of people this is still not going to be better than the residential you were having some severe issues that caused you to pull the trigger jim would you have even considered t-mobile if cox had been pretty steady for you no and so I, so I think that I think they're going to have to honor it for a long time until certain factors happen. I don't even know. What the, I'm not smart enough. We'll talk to Christian about those factors need to be right um, for people to start considering a switch. Because you know, I haven't heard many people talking about. Ooh, should I switch to 5G? I think that's still very a you know nerd level convo, right? That we're having of do we switch to 5G? And it's still pretty cool. I'm just now seeing my first advertisements for 5G at home service. And, and actually they're from Verizon, not even T-Mobile. Right, it's most right. of the commercials I'm seeing on TV. I think you'll get a Verizon first before you get T-Mobile in your area, by the way. Oh, agreed. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, so it's been, uh, so far so good. It doesn't mean it's flawless. I've had some video problems with it. Just, just little, I look at last week's show and there's a few spots in there where Very few. my video slowed down and such. And so, and zero tonight so far. Oh, good. Yeah. And I, uh, listen, this has been a super busy week. I, you know, I think this is a seven podcast week for me at Gallup. It just kind of landed that way. I didn't have done them in a bunch of different languages. We'll talk about that here in just a second. And um, it, without anybody ever going, what's wrong with your video? Yeah. You know, type deal. 
So good stuff. I don't, I think this will be it for talking about it. Uh, you know, there's, if you're thinking about doing something like this, whether it's Verizon or T-Mobile, there are a ton of YouTube videos with folks talking about this stuff, putting antennas in them, you know, hacking on them, doing all kinds of, doing all kinds of things. T-Mobile software is way behind mm-hmm. on this. It's just, it's just not great. Um, it, but you can hack on them pretty hard. You can put external antennas. I will probably end up moving this from down here in the corner of the basement up into the top. Cause it just get me, you know, I have a tower that's literally one block away. Yeah. So it, it couldn't be a better situation. I'll putting it upstairs. I just need to drill through the floor so I can run the network cable up through the top or something. But right now, Mike, at those speeds, why would I even worry about it? Well, yeah, and this is a good time we can talk about the fun. Like when I moved in, I did the wall plates, and a lot of that was doing a wall plate, and they have this drill bit that you can borrow from me into the wall down, and it drills into the floor, but it's in the wall. So that way you don't have just like in the floor of your main room. So then you can do a nice wall plate Ethernet jack. I did keystones all over the house, and I ran those into the basement because my basement's unfinished, kind of like because yours is unfinished still, right? No, it's finished. But oh, okay. But your ceiling is the ceil. Well, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna take that ceiling down anyways. They did kind of a shoddy job when they put oh, it up. Okay. But so, you can still get into it without putting it in your yeah. hole in your nice right. main floor. Right. Yeah. So I'll, yeah. I'll give you that drill, but it's like okay. an eight foot long pole and it bends. So you stick it into the wall and it just goes right into the floor and you just yeah. run your drill and zzz, now you yeah. got a hole in the yeah in the wall. And I'd actually, I would probably, there's a, a power plug right there. I would probably just put it close to it and then. Just go on the opposite um, side because you know there's a put the, stud yeah. there because those mm-hmm. boxes are on studs. Just go on the opposite yep. side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Although, Mike, it, may, it might sit on a sill plate that sits on mm. top of the brick. That may mm. not be, I don't have studs down in that part of the basement. So. I may have to, I may have to think through that, but yeah, these were all internal walls. Cause you're right. My external hang over the, the, you know, foundation yeah. of the basement. So I had to do it on internal walls. I can get probably another hundred down and another 25 up. If I move that router upstairs, I know the modem that's upstairs. worth it. It's a fun I think, so. Too. I think so. So we've, uh, uh, I, like I said, I probably won't spend too much more time. I think it's just switched. What we'll see. I'll, I'll let you know if, do you have access to your attic? Here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, you could you could do uh, it. I did. Not, I found it's, it's one unf- wall cavity. Put a put a PVC pipe straight to the attic, and yeah. then I run my cables up to the attic and down that PVC pipe in the basement. Is your, my attic is not. I mean, I've got it's not conditioned at all, and I would be really afraid <laughs> for that piece <laughs> that piece of equipment up there. Oh no, no, no! I'm saying just run wire. Just Ethernet wire. So then you're running it up into the attic and then down to the basement. Oh, I no, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, right? I gotcha. Instead yeah. of down through yeah. the floor, right. you're going right. up and then back down yeah. to one PVC pipe that runs all, like, like a conduit, right? That's running all your yeah. wires down for the yeah, maybe. Attic. Then we could do a Wi-Fi access point out to your shit. See, this is gonna be a fun little project. Oh man, we're gonna have a day. This yeah, summer. or I could just turn on my access point on my phone. No, harder solution get, is better. And get really good. I mean, yeah, complicated this, for fun. We've talked about this. 500 down and 100 up. But, it's like not, but just, how fun is that? I mean, uh, that's too easy. I know. It's just it's just crazy. It's the, the project. Things, the, thing, the things I was doing so that I could avoid swipe, hit. Like, you know, swipe, touch. Yep. Yep. It's so dumb. Sometimes I'm so dumb. Uh, so, all right. Uh, that we'll put that one to bed. Mike, uh, as you know, and so maybe folks listening, uh, you know, I'm a full-time podcaster at Gallup 
And I spend a lot of time uh, when I'm not on Home Gadget Geeks. I spend a lot of time podcasting for them. Um, at Galpin, we've we don't really talk about it that much here on Home Gadget Geeks, but um, I mean, I mentioned it, but I don't, we don't talk too much about it. Um, we have six uh, non-English podcasts that we do: so Portuguese, Chinese, uh, Japanese, French, German, and Spanish are the languages we're in now, and we continue to add. Uh, Arabic is coming online here in the next three or four months. And this was really what kind of drove me to start thinking through some solutions of like, how can I, uh, Arabic's a language we have trouble supporting because it, you know, we write left to right, it writes right to left. Mm -hmm. And so our technology solutions aren't great at that. And so we've been struggling a little bit to support the language. Um, I think Hebrew is the same way. And uh, so, um, in this conversation that I was having about Arabic and, and I've also been wanting to on these other podcasts that we do where I produce them, I I'm sometimes I open them and they translate that and then they go into the show. Sometimes I'm not even on them, but I'd kind of like to know what they're saying. Yeah. And I'd kind of like to know in real time, we spent a bunch of time on ask the podcast coach talking about this uh, maybe a couple weeks ago, but um, it, it's just been on my mind as far as how do I, how can I do a better job of live translations? And I had found a solution inside of Skype. Skype has a translator in it. Most people don't even know what Skype is anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, that's still a thing? Yeah, it's actually still, Skype is still a thing. Um, you can turn on live translations, and then as you're talking, it will also translate little, you'll hear a little voice in your head. So somebody will talk, and then you'll hear the voice. And you also can get live transcriptions with that. So I've been using that, setting it up on two computers. The computer listening to YouTube on one side in one language, then on another uh, Skype instance on my Mac, that those were the two connections. It was translating it, and I was watching the um, the transcription. Super cool. Not, not explain real quick when you're doing these shows in a different language, and you are a part of them. So when you're on these shows, I mean. How is this? How is this typically working? Like, what you're? Are you kicking them off, and then you're hearing, yeah. and then these two people kick into their native language? You yes. kick it off in English. How does this all yep. work? Yeah, one of two ways. One, I'll open the show just like I do on Home Gadget Geeks, where I'll say, um, "I'm Jim Collison," and this is what. What do I say? <laughs> Isn't it weird? Like I'm on Home Gadget Geeks, so I'm kind of yeah. geared up for that. This but, is ask the no, not um, podcast no. Um, uh, anyways, I, I so I'll say a line and the date. And then they'll repeat that in that language. Got it. So I'll have whoever's going to host it say in Spanish. We did one today. They'll repeat that. I am. They'll say their name, you know, and this is Gallup's called the coach recorded on. There we go. Recorded on and the date. And then I say, you know, called the coach is a resource for those who want to help others discover and use their strengths. And I have this script that I do a lot like home gadget geeks. Um, then they repeat that in Spanish. Right. So we kind of go back and forth and then I say, Hey, in, in this case, hey, Blanca, we've got a great guest today. Um, why don't you take a second and introduce them? And then I drop out and they they go full-time Spanish okay. at that point, right? In that case. Or in the case of Portuguese, they, they, they we do that with Portuguese and we do that with Chinese. Those are the Mandarin. Those are the languages we do those in. Japanese, French, and German, they just start the show in, their, in, in that language. And I'm just producing. Okay. Right? So... But I, behind the scenes, I'd love to be able to understand what they're saying in yeah. real time. <laughs> like, you know, so we, we did this Skype thing. And then when the Arabic came around, I thought, 
somebody said, you know, they were in a training class and they had somebody who spoke Arabic uh, and their English was a little sketchy. So they used in PowerPoint, they turned on the translator and I kind of had forgotten PowerPoint has a both subtitle and translator built into it. I didn't know that. It's insane. Yes, oh. it does. Yeah. Maybe the best translator nobody's ever used. Right. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know it existed. Uh, go into PowerPoint, go up in the ribbon, uh, all the way over to the right, you'll see show transcripts. And then if you drop that menu down, you can see translations in there and it'll say spoken language. Listen to it. doesn't say that, but uh, you know, who's speaking and who's listening and, and what languages do you want? And it'll translate it for you. Right. Hmm. So that's super cool. So I started messing around with PowerPoint and then I thought um, this, this isn't going to work because it's just two lines on the bottom of, of a PowerPoint thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's not enough. Like right. that, that is definitely not enough. If you've been following along and I just put the link in the, in the um, chat here to our, to our instance of us now, now it's not translating us. If you've signed in to, to Microsoft uh, translator, it's at translator.microsoft.com. Um, you'll see it's transcribing the English. So if you've signed in in English, it's transcribing in English. And actually, Mike, it does a pretty good job. Like it's, it's not bad. If you if you go through, it's not perfect. It gets some words wrong from time to time, but it's it's actually pretty understandable, right? If you speak another language or if you just want to goof around with it, go into the upper right-hand corner, three buttons, change your language. Now, it changes your browser too. So, you if you change the Spanish, you're going to get these all every all the instructions that you see are going to be in Spanish. But it will begin to then uh, translate this for you. And it's, it's at least preliminary tests. It's actually pretty good. Like it's, it's understandable. We did a call. Um, I did a call with this just this week. They were in Spanish. They were asking me questions. I made them Espanol. You have to do them in Spanish. So they asked the questions in Spanish and I knew enough to answer it without having to get any clarifying, uh, things from them. I was like, Oh, were you thinking about this, this, and this now? Mike, a couple caveats on this. One is we're talking about a very specific subject. Yeah. So when you have a very specific uh, specific subject, it kind of dictates the language that you use. And so that kind of helps when you're when you're when you're reading a translation and the word is kind of weird. You kind of go like it kept translating the word coach. When they would say coach, it would translate it into English as car. Why? I don't know. It just it must be that word for whatever yeah. reason in Spanish. But once I figured it out, it was car. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that just means coach. Okay. I get this. <laughs> like, oh, okay. That's the concept right behind it. It's um, even cool. So I, I actually just switched my language to, to Spanish, pretending I'm a Spanish speaker. Yeah. And as you're talking, or even right now, I'm watching myself as I'm talking, it gives it in English and Spanish. So it, t- it tells you what it is in the native language. And then right below that, it's translating as if I was a native Spanish speaker into Spanish. This is actually now, although the translation is, is good, but not great. It would be an interesting way to kind of keep up with a second language. If you were trying to learn it, right? So like, as I'm listening to you speak, I can obviously hear you in English, understand it. And I'm reading a somewhat good translation in Spanish, which is 
kind of interesting. I, I kind of like it because I, I spoke enough Spanish in high school just to, you know, to get around a little bit. And so it's actually interesting to switch that into a different language if you want to, because you still get English, but now you also get Spanish or French or Italian, whatever you want to speak in. Yeah. And it's got uh, 30 or 50 or some, some ridiculous number of languages in that, that are in there. Some of them are better than others. Let's just be really clear about this. Chinese is really good, but there's 1.4 billion Chinese speakers, Mandarin, Cantonese, uh, traditional, uh, simplified. Um, that's the other way around, but, um, so it would make sense that Microsoft, I bet, put a lot of effort into the into that into that translation because there's yeah. between English and Chinese, there's probably a lot of that or English and Mandarin. There's a lot of that going on. I just noticed the instance I have open here just locked up. Uh, let me let me reload this here. Well, it bust out answer our question from earlier. Coche is Spanish for both car and coach. Oh, so there you go. It, the same word for both, and so it, without context, the translator's not going to know. Yeah, and the translator was picking car. Now, in it would be great, of course, and, and maybe this is the way things will be in the future. Uh, I needed that in the coaching context, right? I wanted, uh, and, and we, we were talking about coaches and not cars. But I'm human, and I'm, I'm smart. I could figure that out in a couple, like, oh, why is this saying, oh, right? Then all of a sudden now you stop, you stop seeing it as car, you see it as coach and, um, you know, you, you, you kind of move, you kind of move past it. One of the things, I guess, I think one of the things, uh, and this is like a, you know, why are we talking about this on the show? Well, one, cause I worked with it all week and I wanted to talk to you about it, but w- w- I think this is going to become a bigger deal in, in, um, you know, as Americans, most of us listening to the show, are probably Americans. Uh, and if you're not, thank you. Thanks for if you if you if English is not your first language and you've put up with my terrible English for the, for the last hour long you've been listening. Uh, thanks for doing that. I appreciate it. Um, but I, I think we're going to move to a spot uh, where this becomes in it becomes kind of understood that you'd provide some kind of translation service in what you're doing. Mike, it feels a little bit like when I started podcasting for the first time and we had, you know, we, we could, we could do this on video and we could audio and all these kinds of different kinds of service. And then I stayed up late trying to figure stuff out and I was so excited about it. Um, you know, with podcasting now, it's kind of like, well, I mean, okay, it's, yeah, the technology is not as exciting because we've been doing it. This kind of takes me back a little bit to, um, you know, to that, ex- to, to the excitement of the early days of, of now, you know, uh, doing this kind of thing with podcasting. And um, so anyways, it's just super exciting to see this because you're like, oh, this has got some potential to change the way not only I do my English podcast. So, I mean, if if this was, if this got to a point where Spanish speakers or whatever would say, yeah, I'd listen to the show if I had a, if I had a translation going on. Well, why wouldn't I just do this every week? Why wouldn't I have it available as a side channel to say, hey, jump in here. You can follow the translation. Why wouldn't I do that every week? Okay, may not matter for home gadget geeks. Really matters for what I do at Gallup. And not just for English. So now I'm thinking, okay, I got my English podcast. I can give 50 languages the opportunity to at least listen to us in English. But now my Portuguese podcast gets the same treatment because it can, it, 
it not just goes from English to those 50 languages. It goes from Portuguese to those 50 languages. Yeah. To, to, to Mandarin to those 50 languages, right? Well, there's something there with that. You know, you kind of start thinking, oh, this is this is kind of interesting. Like, what what will that mean for the internationalization of some of our content? Um, I tested it on a Spanish podcast today and um, and po- posted it to the Facebook group. We're doing a big learning series next week, and the didn't take long for my for our coaches to put two and two together and go, "Hey, are you going to do this next week for the learning series?" <laughs> oh, I don't know if I'm really ready. Um, uh, uh, to do it that apparently Gavin says, I really had to check if Klingon was there. It actually is. So you could get into Klingon. Uh, not, not surprising, not surprising that you can get this translated. Um, uh, a couple things to think about. If you are ever going to think about using the service one, if you're controlling the, if you start the translate, by the way, this is free. It, there's no, $10 a month or $20 a month or an Azure subscription, or you got to have, you know, e, an E5 or an E7 plan through Microsoft. <laughs> what we're using tonight's free, uh, which is just insane. You can, um, uh, so as you, as you log in, there's a couple things that you can do. If you're going to do like what we're doing, you could leave your, you push a button. So basically what I have is a second computer that's playing, has StreamYard open and it's playing our two voices together. It's a unified audio channel. You you had mentioned in the pre-show, Mike, we could do it where you have your mic on and I have my mic on. We're both coming into the, that didn't sound right. having my mic on. That didn't sound <laughs> right. Um, uh, we could do it that way and you could feed your audio in and I could feed my audio in and cut out the, cut out this, the nonsense of the having it on another computer and it worked just fine. In fact, when you, when you speak, your name would appear and vice versa, right? It would probably be even better because as I interject, you know, it would instantly switch to me instead of putting my, if I say, yeah, or whatever, it kind of throws off the translation because it adds those little yeahs or, oh, yeah, into your translation. It would probably work. It does. It yeah. does. Where, where this is a little bit different is last night we did a Zoom call with this and, and I wanted to kind of test it with the community. Well, I wouldn't expect, or maybe I would. I was going to say, I wouldn't expect them to use this too, but why couldn't they if in, in a sense, so they could then turn their mic on and speak their, I mean, you could do this now, by the way, if you're, if audience guys, if you're listening, the microphone button works for you. So in the bottom right-hand corner is a microphone button. You could click on it and start speaking. No audio is coming through. So it's not a big deal. We're not going to hear you. We would see your comments in our transcript. And that would be perfectly fine where this comes in handy, Mike, is if I wanted to take questions, um, in, in, I wanted to take questions from someone who's non-English, I could take questions in here and then answer them. Right. And how cool would that be if it was integrated with StreamYard? (laughs) Oh, right. That would be, that would be pretty cool. Integrated with the comment section in YouTube. Yeah. Where it's just throwing that over. What I'm interested. So, you know, bust out commented on, on the Spanish word, Gavin said translation. So I mean, you know, for bust out or Gavin or anyone else in chat who speaks another language natively, um, is it doing a pretty decent job and is it, is it conversational, right? Is it doing a good job or the differences between, you know, the hardest part about learning another language is just like the things they say, um, or the, what, I don't know how you say them, what idiosyncrasies of how we speak, right? The little mannerisms or things we shorten. And I've always wondered how good of a job 
it does it that as I'm reading in English and Spanish, uh, it seems to do a pretty good job, but again, I don't, I don't speak Spanish fluently. Yeah. So. A bust out did say in, and I'm, he's, it, it shows, um, in the transcripts, it shows his user ID and identifies that he is in Spanish mode. So he wrote this in Spanish and it translated it back to English for us. And he says, it is interesting that the translation correctly distinguished between Mike, M-I-K-E, and the, the person and Mike, the microphone. So M-I-C and M-I-C and M-I-K-E. So listen, uh, this, is this going to cure cancer? No. <laughs> right. You're like, Jim, why are you getting so excited about this? It's, it's the early stages of something that I think is pretty cool, especially, I mean, if I could have one superpower, it would be to speak every language. Like I, yes. I don't want to be strong. I don't want to fly. I don't need to just run fast, you know, or go through walls. I, I'd want to speak every language. That would be, especially in the job that I have, that would be incredible. Right. Uh, so. And what I love about this was how easy it was for other people to join. Right. Cause you know, Brian brings up a good point. There's really good real time translators in iOS and Android. Um, you know, but yeah. for a podcasting yeah. platform, how easy that was to, and actually what happened between you and me was you sent me a link to an old conversation that had been closed. It brings you up to a page where you just enter the conversation ID, what's your name and, and go. Right. So that's go to this page. Hey, this is the conversation ID. And I was in like with, with no drama, yeah. uh, no heartache. Yeah. That, and that's pretty cool. Dan brings up a good point. He says, so would always be free. Nothing. There's never, always never, never, you know, uh, uh, in business. Right. Microsoft has transcribing in word online. And I think it was unlimited initially, but the last time I checked, it's a 300 minute a month now. Um, could be an issue if you rely on at work. That's absolutely true. So uh, as I'm testing this, I showed this to one of my teammates today. He got super excited. He was like, hey, like this could really change the game on some things. I said, yeah, but we before if we're going to use this this way, me using it for a podcast is one thing. Us using it for a conference where people paid money to to show up and and there's an expectation that'll be there. We better have a chat with Microsoft just to make sure like, hey, is this, we have a big EA agreement with them. So it's kind of worth a conversation, I think, at some point. We're in the early stages of this. I'm still kind of testing this to see if if it's really going to be good enough, right, at this point. I don't think for every language in, in every way, this is still good enough yet, Mike. I just, you know, it's still got some quirky things about it. I got to get those kinds of things figured out. You can, um, in the control panel, you can uh, leave your mic on, which is kind of cool. There's a switch that says, just leave your mic on. So that's what we're doing. If you switch that off, every time you want to talk, you just push to talk. And you'd think, well, I'd want to do that most of the time. Yeah, you're right. You don't leave your mic on because it'll start transcribing everything you say. <laughs> and today I was doing some stuff and I left it on and I said, what the hell? And like, <laughs> <laughs> right there. Everybody could see it. Right. And yeah, that's not, that's not really cursing too bad, but, uh, but you can, you can uh, determine whether you want to leave the mic on in the control panel. If I start the conversation, I can mute others if I want. So I could click that and you guys couldn't say anything in it. It would just be one way, uh, one way conversation, which maybe for the podcast we'll do. I don't know. We'll have to see. I can mask profanity and I can lock the conversation. So nobody new can come in. You can kind of get it going and then lock it down so nobody's uh, going on. Uh, there is speech output. So it will, it will, it's got that voice 
Oh, there is? Yeah. Yeah. So I have it disabled right now. Um, and I don't know. I'm having trouble. I'm in all Spanish. So I can't even read the. Yeah. You got to, you got to change that back to English. English. Um, you can, uh, uh, you can, there's a toggle for showing original message. So Mike, you can, you can set it so you can see, okay, what the original language say? And then right below it'll have the translated and you can have up to five languages translated at a time. So you can set up to five. So it can have the original and then how it's translated in five different languages, which I think um, is pretty cool. One of the things, uh, Brian says there's a nice real-time translator uh, in iOS. In Android, yeah, they are. They don't work. This They would never work for me this way. I can't do it off my phone. I need this to be, you know, I kind of need this to be on a computer. Also, some of those real-time translators that are on your phone, they're push button and then so you say something and it, it's anticipating a 20 or 30 second sentence and then it'll play it back in the translated form or translate it for you or this is staying on it's this is the cool there one of go. the things brian says there's a nice real-time tra- oh is that coming through to you yeah sorry that's, that's, that's no. supposed to come through to you oh no, that's not. super that's super cool like that yeah. just shows you you can turn on a voice and it'll read it, it it'll kind of read it um back to you um, Bust Out says, I've had several conversations with non-English speakers using Google Translate. And listen, I use Google Translate all the time. It's a super cool tool. Surprisingly good. I've talked with people that spoke Mandarin, Japanese, and Indian. Um, Hindi. Is that Hindi? Uh, uh, bust Out on that. So um, a real common language in India. The um, Yeah, so there's some. Uh, the the I, I think the coolest part is the additional languages um you can kind of translate like you can have three or four or five languages at a time going on you see that setting mike on the setting side you go down to the bottom it's got a little pencil yep and you can choose that you're getting, other, you're getting other voices in your ears aren't you uh yeah now i am it's kind of cool <laughs> you are indeed so um busted also says I, i've never been able to connect with those people otherwise so cool google translate has a conversation mode where it stays on and auto detects the language so good Good. I needed a, I kind of need an enterprise version uh, to, to do this. And I, and I think I've kind of found it. Mike, any, any, what are your thoughts? Just seeing this initially, give, give me your first impressions. Well, it's, you know, it's a perfect example of a, it's starting to become more accessible than just, you know, we talked about the apps on the iPhones, right? And the, and the Androids where it can do one-to-one conversation, but this shows me and your podcasting example is the perfect way to put this into context of how this could really be beneficial, you know, to the masses, mm-hmm. right? Cause the podcast podcast scenario is, is perfect. Cause you're in a scenario where you don't speak the native language. You're in a conversation where it's, it's in a different language. And plus the audience could be in, like you said, 10 different languages, right? You could have German listeners, Spanish listeners, uh, Mandarin listeners, whatever it is. And, and it just works for each of them to be hearing and listening. And actually the hearing wasn't bad. I had that turned on and I had to play with my Go XLR to turn the routing. So I wasn't routing that back to you, but um, it actually wasn't bad. She was picking up the nuances. Okay. And kind of picking up the pauses and, and using it uh, decently. So this to me is just, again, showing the kind of the commercial side of this. And we talked in pre-show a little bit, how, you know, we've been seeing and hearing about the earphones that will do this translation automatically. And with this sort of tech and that getting a lot better, I was asking you, like, is it going to be 
beneficial anymore to learn a second language or is this just going to become standard this this kind of reminds me how math is still important basic math to but like is the memorization of your times table still important when your calculator is truly in your pocket where all of our teachers back in the day like you're not going to carry around a calculator in your pocket every day and now we do um you're not going to carry around a translator with you well now we kind of do right and they're in the future are we going to so it's just going to be interesting right i think there's it's still obviously very important if you could do this natively um but this breaks down a lot of barriers yeah i just i just, I just think about doing a podcast where i'm on it and the speaker, they're speaking Portuguese, let's just say, which is a language until I started working with them. I, I never had heard before. Right? I've never heard Portuguese. Yeah. Yeah. All of Brazil, of course. But I just that, that just didn't, you know, ever really come across it. So they're and they're our partners in, in Brazil are fantastic. I just love those guys. And so they're speaking Portuguese. I'm English. And then you have, you know, you might have somebody in uh, Germany piping in with a question in German that gets translated to Portuguese for them and English for me. And then we can answer back. I can answer back in English that gets translated to Portuguese and German so they can understand that. And then the Portuguese could follow up with the conversation and put, you know, like, you know, you all of a sudden, like it really doesn't matter, right? Like what language you're speaking? No. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I think it's, um, I think it's going to need some more work, but I'm, I'm all in on this. Like, I, I think I have found the next, like, I want to take this thing to the, you know, to the next level and use this a lot in what we're doing. Cause it's, you know, when I was only doing English podcasts, I didn't even think about it. It It's like, well, if you can't understand English, you're probably not interested in what I'm going to say anyways, but at work, that's different. That's a different story. There's different expectations on it. And I'm, I'm really getting more interested in that multilingual conversation because that's what we do right we create you know we create these conversations um john john's going to bed john like 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 tony said you're (laughs) retired dude seriously like you don't have a bedtime anymore okay um gavin says uh i want to use this uh on those chinese spam calls i keep getting i'll know what there's what they're trying to sell me yeah you don't want to buy what they're trying to sell you this is cool too. At work, we use Language Line, which is a real life interpreter via their iPad app, even in sign language. Oh, wow. We have been having some conversations about how can we support ASL. Um, you know, American Sign Language is a, it's completely different. I mean, it. I know this is going to sound like duh when I say it's a completely different language, but, you know, it, they don't they interpret English to begin with. They don't think of it as a translation. They think of it as an interpretation of it. And then it's three dimensional. It's both hands and face and facial expressions. And, and it very, it, there's symbols associated with those, right? They, they're not spelling every word. Right. Um, and, and so we've, we've, uh, we, you know, I've been sitting in on some discussions to say, how could we support American sign language from a technology side of things, like how could I get, so now we can do multiple languages. Okay. This is working, yeah. but how can I support American sign language without having to have an interpreter? You know, cause and, that's the barrier. Yeah. Right? Well, and, and, and Brian's kind of a unique standpoint where in healthcare, that's an area where you don't want to get the interpretation wrong, right? Like 
I don't want to learn out that heart yes. and leg are the same thing in Spanish, right? They're not, but you know what I mean? Like those are things <laughs> I want surgery on my leg. It's like, Oh, we operate on your heart. Dang it. Those are the same word in Spanish and, and Microsoft got it wrong, Right. Like, so that's a very important use case to have the, the translator, but you're totally right on ASL. I mean, that is, that's a much more complex thing to get into something like this. Yeah. Well, and while deep fake is only being used for bad, right? <laughs> deep fake technology. It's really, yeah. there, I haven't seen one really good use of it yet. No, it's all bad. Deep fake could be a technology that, I mean, the same technology that goes into the, the mimicry of a face. ASL has, is a face problem, right? That's you, we, we you need to recreate a face saying something, right? Yeah. So I'm not saying it directly. Really interesting. Yeah. I'm not saying it directly relates to it, but think about that. That if I could create a set of hands and a face and be able to train that to do signs and facial expressions based on the interpretation of what of of English. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All of a sudden now I could just provide a little ASL box in the corner that has it signing. Why wouldn't I? Right. It's it's Jim doing the ASL translation, your face. You could be. It could be. Could, or it yeah. could just or it just could be a generic face and two hands. Yeah. But like, like the deep fake stuff going cool. off of that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Huh? That could be yeah. we could literally have it be your face doing the translation. That's interesting. Um Gavin says, I'm afraid a, a bad translation one day will cause a war. And, uh, yeah, well, uh, hopefully, you know, that's one of those kinds of things, uh, I got, I was, while I was doing this, I didn't completely understand a question and I should have stopped and asked, like, I, I just kind of kept going. And then later I realized I'd made a mistake and I'm like, oh, I didn't really fully understand your question. I should have stopped to clarify. So yeah, you're right. Um, you know, you, you it's good to ask questions and not get mad the first time you hear something uh bust out says you might've heard Portuguese and just mistaken it for Spanish. That's very true. They're similar. They're not the same. They're similar in some ways. I don't know Portuguese Portuguese, but I can have a good conversation with someone that speaks it because it's fairly uh, familiar. They share some words. I mean, Spain and Portugal. All those uh, love languages, right? Yeah. 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 And so no Latin romantic. Yeah. Romantic. Well, love romantic. See that you just translated. You just did a poor translation. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Same thing. Gavin says, and then there's, there's Portuguese, Portuguese and from Portugal and there's Brazilian Portuguese. It's like there's English and there's Jim English, you know, like they're right. (laughs) Different dialects. There's Jinglish. Jinglish. (laughs) (laughs) We were, uh, we were doing Spanish today and the guest was from Puerto Rico and she's like, when I told her we were doing this translation stuff, she's like, Oh, my Spanglish is going to like, no, how's it going to handle that? You know, cause her English was really good and her Spanish was really good, but you know, it, it, sometimes those start combining for her. Oh, for sure. Right. Yeah. In that, um, uh, Tony sa- or uh, Brian says, uh, it, uh, that's amazing, especially the ASL part. Yeah. Listen, this all started when I sat in on a Zoom call that had a live translator on it, and you could choose your language. And then when this, when the person was speaking and in, in not in your language, the translator would come on for you. It was like the United Nations. You know, you could, I felt, dude, I felt super important. I was like, I'm getting a live translator. Yeah. <laughs> and then we would speak. Of course, we wouldn't hear it. But that same person then would flip over and and speak 
you know, this was Portuguese in this, in this case. And it just so, so moved me and like, we got to do better. Um, we got to do better. Did I lock up for you? Am I okay? No, you're good for me. Um, so the, it looks like a, I was maybe some bandwidth issues going on. I got a, um, I got disconnected from the service. So if you're, let's see if I can get this thing started again. It looks like the translator stopped and there we go. It's back up again. So it is something you have to kind of keep an eye on again. Not sure it's totally ready for prime time, but, um, it's worth a try. Um, Tony says, uh, I'm amazed by watching them communicate in ASL. The interpreters of all languages are so helpful. That is a skill. Like, yes. First of all, what we do as humans speaking any language is amazing, right? Knowing two languages and being able to speak in those is incredible. The real skill is these translators, right? Who yeah. can, who can, you know, interpret basically uh, across both languages, especially and, at concerts. Have you ever seen a translator at a rap concert? It is the <laughs> best thing ever. Like their facial expressions and oh, it's it's fantastic. I watched a few YouTube videos. I, I like, I that, like that's a talent right there. First of all, to go that fast, and second of all, they put in a facial. Like you said, it's three dimensional, right? For ASL, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think it's fantastic. Alex says, uh, "I only seen ASL for live performances right. uh, when it's quicker than closed captions," and. I didn't know about this, this about ASL until I started looking into it. Um, closed captioning is not a, is not always a replacement for ASL. Some, some deaf uh, signers aren't great at reading. I didn't and, know that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it, it is um, kind of depends just on education and some of the things they've had. So yeah. just providing transcripts is not being inclusive from that standpoint, right? If you're really trying to be inclusive on some of these things. Um, so, uh, so Alex kind of says, so would having faster closed captions take the way they need for ASL? Um, it depends on the audience, just to be honest, Alex, um, dep- really depends on the audience. And, and I don't, I did grow up going to a school that had deaf students, deaf and in, in, in hearing impaired. Um, so I learned to sign when I was a kid, I couldn't do it anymore. I know the alphabet, but, um, I, I think in, in the, in the ASL circles, they really like to have interpreters there. And, and the problem is the barrier is availability of interpreters and the cost. You know, it wouldn't, Mike, it wouldn't make any sense here at Home Gadget Geeks because it would be, you know, probably be $100 a show to have an, yeah. interp- to have an right. interpreter do the show. I can't do that. I mean, but if I could have some technology that would do it. For sure. Right. Um, I just started, I'm trying to remember my sign language in Spanish. I just remember I got, I got to D. I was like, A, B, C, uh, D, E, and uh, F. F. That's where I got. G, G, I think you're right. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, listen, it's a work. We, we, we've been talking about this. We've had some meetings with both hearing and deaf individuals, and we've had an interpreter with us. On, on Zoom, it, it's it's kind of cool. <laughs> like, I am like, wow. I, I am, I am, you know, one, I'm privileged because I can hear, I can see, yeah. I can, I can understand it all. And then it, just to watch what they're doing um, is pretty incredible. Like, I just, I moved. I mean, every time I do it, I am moved by it in, in the conversations they have. Same as we think uh, about, and didn't intend to talk about ASL tonight, but um, 
um, you know, the, the, the potential here to do some, um, yeah, uh, to do some really, really cool things, uh, with, with other languages. And Brian says, be careful not to flash gang signs. That's you know? a high probability with my lack of ASL knowledge. <laughs> I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even know I was doing it. So, um, and Mike's uh, a crib now. Okay, <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I hope you found it interesting. I know it's a, uh, you know, I, I did, I showed it one time on the screen. We talked more about it than anything else. I hope you could kind of visualize, uh, if you head out to translator.microsoft.com, um, just sign in with your, with your Microsoft account and you can give this a try too. Uh, it's pretty cool. It's a, you know, we're going to continue. And I, and I think Mike, I'm going to continue to provide it as a service for home gadget geeks. When you come out live, I don't think we have that many that probably come out live that don't know English, like, because I haven't provided any kind of translation services in the past, but you never know. We are definitely going to blow this thing out of Gallup. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I am hoping this is something that, that I can make, you know, I, some folks today were like, oh, it's kind of hard to keep up. It was it was hard for someone who knew. Uh, I had a German-speaking individual today say it was really difficult to read the German translations and then listen to it in English because I understand the English. Mm, and so I was yeah. getting, you know, it was just frying my brain <laughs> Yeah, to do both. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So good stuff. Um Appreciate you guys uh, hanging on through that. I know that was kind of a nerdy conversation, but I, I, I kind of wanted to, to to share. Mike, any updates on any any of your stuff from a tech perspective? The truck is definitely out, right? Yeah. We, we found that last week. No truck, uh, no F-150. Not yet. I'm coming. still waiting. So they're still doing waves of invites, and the last uh, invite was last Thursday. Um, and, and no, didn't get my email. So still, just still wow. waiting on that invite to come wow. in. Uh, we'll see whenever that does. And, and, you know, ever since then it's, it's kind of been Jim, I'm taking your advice on the unraid box, right? Cause we talked about this over the break is I upgraded everything. Um, it's running great, uh, sits at an average of about 25 to 30% utilization. Remember this is running a VM that's running all of my security cameras. Yeah. It's running everything. And you said, don't overload this thing. Don't start adding more. Just be happy with it for a while. So Jim, I took your advice. I'm happy with it. And Lo and behold, I've had zero issues. I re- I miss having to log into it because I'm like, oh, there's no issues to fix and there's nothing to do uh, besides my Cox internet going out, which I will say, this is just, you know, kind of another plug for Uptime Kuma. Um, I mentioned this last time. It's, you know, it's a self-hosted Uptime tracker and I use it to track things like when my internet goes out and now obviously the notifications to the Discord don't work when the internet's out, but it's locally hosted. Like locally- um, hosted. So I can just go log in and see when it went out. So I've been able to track all these internet outages um, with Uptime Kuma and when they happen, how long they happen. Um, so that's just been, that's been really cool for me. So just another plug for that. That was the most recent edition and the only addition to Unraid uh, in the last two weeks. And it's, it's been a good one. I really enjoyed cool. it. The graphical interface is, is really nice for that. We are off next week, so no live show. That'll we'll skip a week, give you a week to catch up uh, on uh, on podcast, maybe where you've gotten behind. Although if you hear that now and you've already caught up, do you need to catch up? I don't know. Get caught up so you're live with us. Weird time dilation podcasting stuff. 
I do yeah, that all the time on these podcasts, yeah. right? I listen to the most recent, but I've skipped a few weeks and, yeah. and then they say that I'm like, Oh yeah, well I do have time now to go back and <laughs> listen to the backlog. Yeah. I can't go back in time like that. I have a really hard time listening to a podcast. I need to listen to them in order. Okay. I don't know why. I mean, it is. depends on the type of content. Like for us, we're talking about different topics. It's not like yeah. we're a story podcast where it's leading into the next thing. I guess if you're following along in the T-Mobile saga or if you're in the middle of what I was going through, unrate frustration, that might make sense to listen to. Yeah. It's just hard to put those together. A bus that says he's been seeing a lot of those Rivian trucks around lately. I saw a whole car carrier full of them here in Omaha. Oh, really? In Omaha? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, it's actually down here in Bellevue. Okay. It's like, wh- wh- like, whoa. Off at, off at Air Force Base, ordered up a bunch of reviews. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Oh. Driving the generals around in them. Yeah. Um, Mike's, Mike has made it pretty clear. He's waiting. He's waiting for the Ford. So I am. You can't. You can't waiting for the Ford. You, you can't talk him out of it. So, no show next week. Um, Gavin, Gavin Campbell's joining us the week after that, the 10th of February. Uh, he is coming back. We're going to have a good time with him. Christian Johnson is back on the 17th to talk about what he didn't talk about last time I was here, which was his, his home theater. He's building a really sweet home theater. So um, we're going to catch up with him with that. We've got Ryan and Bob uh, from from Think Computers coming back here in uh, in March, early March. John Biggs is committed to joining us in April. So we got some folks ahead. It's it's the end of the year already, Mike. Like it's just, it's boom, it's gone. It's already here. We're already at the end of 2022. Not really true, but. We have a lot of shows between now and then. Big thanks. I mentioned Christian. Big thanks to Christian for, of course, uh, hosting, uh, both web and media hosting, powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. And Home Gadget Geeks just doesn't, I'm not even going to say it, because as soon as I say it, it'll happen. Great service. Plans start as little as $10 a oh, month. Home for you, it'll go down for me. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> you're that's at zero true. risk here that's true maybe i should start talking crap about uh unraid and then oh all god no don't do it <laughs> so we're run, you run, your unraid box would just uh would, would stop uh working we're gonna take it out to the uh to the discord group here in a yeah. few minutes so folks if you're listening live uh as soon as we wrap up uh i'm gonna hit uh end broadcast mike and i are gonna chat for a few minutes and then head over to Discord, and we're going to jump in there, and that'll just be open audio if you want to come in. Nobody shows up. Mike and I will talk and stare at each other. and <laughs> Not really. I mean, we won't even stare at each other. See each audio. Other. Yeah. I'll be picking my nose uh, over here. So. But would love to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably me too. Um, <laughs> probably uh, love to see you over there. Discord. Again, the average guy.tv slash Discord. If you're not, get signed up. If you don't use it, it's okay. They don't. It is the most unspamming service ever. I just ever. never. Yeah. I've just yeah. never gotten. You can even control notifications down to like a channel by channel level within a server. It's, it's awesome. It's, a, it's, it's the nerdy. It's the nerdiest thing ever. It's the best thing ever. If I could get everyone to talk on Discord, I would. I we are live. Oh, sorry. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern out here at theaverageguy.tv slash live. And love to have you. If you're listening to this as a podcast, we'd love to have you join us live as well. It's just more fun that way. Thanks to Bust Out, Brian, Peter, Tony. Uh, Joe was out there a little bit earlier. Uh, John, who had to go to, I think his mom was like, John, it's time for bed. So John had to go to bed. Gavin, you want to hear? I, I wonder if he'll hear that. He'll probably <laughs> n- not be happy with me after he hears that. Um, uh, thank you, guys, Uncle Marv. Thanks for coming out tonight. We will see you, or, see you over on the Discord side for the post show. With that, we'll say goodbye, everybody.